Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to series 10 of Seven Skills for the Future podcast, Innovation. In this series, we've spoken to inspirational individuals who have been and are innovating and disrupting various sectors. They are founders and owners of brand new businesses. Some of the businesses have been around for a bit longer. They're each doing something amazing and unique. Really interesting stories about how they have been resourceful, been creative, been super resilient. We also talk about the challenges and the skills that they have strengthened through doing something completely different. They share great tips for anyone. And so for our final episode of this special series, we've compiled all their tips into a highlight special. And we're going to be hearing from each guest in order so you can easily find the episode to hear the full story. If you want to make a big change or disrupt something or do, or just do something in a different way, what would you say would be three key things? I think the first thing is resilience. Uh, and by that, I mean, uh, don't listen to people who say, who say that it's impossible. Uh, just, or I, I wouldn't say, I think we should always listen, but listen with one ear go to your cage, think, and then go out of it with even more rage. Take 10% from what everything everybody is saying. Because I always listen a lot, but then, you know, shut your ears and, and keep pushing. Um, so lots of, lo- lots, of, um, lots of resilience in that respect. And it is not, in, because it hasn't been done, doesn't mean it's impossible. It's, um, if it's, the other thing I would say, is to look at other industries, is always keep an eye out. It may seem impossible in your industry, but if someone in the US, in a completely different industry is doing it, it may seem, everybody may say, no, it's different, but then you can can inspire yourself from what others are doing. And I think the bias of an entrepreneur is sometimes to be too much, you know, head in the sand, pushing and pushing. And as you say, you, you may be pushing a square wheel, until the moment that you need to step back, change the wheel to a round one, it'll take you a day or two, but then you'll go much faster. So look out a little bit, not too much, but it's important to look out for other industries. And the third thing is get the greatest people around you. Uh, and it starts when you're just having the idea to ask advisors to go and get the best people, the most senior people, the most experienced people that you can think about and contact them on LinkedIn and try and get their their ideas, uh, or get people in your network. And then when you build your team to really yeah, select and spend a lot of time selecting, training, and coaching the best possible people, 
um, and then making sure that they are empowered because they believe in it and they can do things that actually you can't initially as an entrepreneur, you just do everything. You have every hat in the company and gradually you need to think about delegating some of them. And I read that, you know, a company is often as weak as its CEO's best strengths. So there comes to a point where you also need to look at what am I very strong at? Fine. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm still going to delegate it. So finding the best people and then delegate and training and coaching um, as much as possible. And as long as they share the same vision and passion and that you are both dealing with the strategic topics, but also, you know, uh, sleeves rolled um, in the trenches to help when needed, then it goes, it goes a very long way and the whole project can, can really happen. That's fantastic advice. What would you say are some of the things and skills that you've learned about yourself? I'd say that the ability to adapt quickly is something I've definitely learned over the past year and a half. Mm. So SICK has pivoted about four times now to where we are today. And I think, um, you know, we're finally in a place where it now really does make sense, everything that we're doing and this is what we're mm. building on. Um, but yeah, just the the ability to look at a situation and not dither on it for a month, questioning whether it's the right thing to do, you know, who's going to, you know, feel bad about it? Am I going to feel bad about it? And just go, you know what, well, if it's not right, then we've learned something and we can, we can just change again. Take a risk, you make a mistake, you work out how something could be or could be different and then you just start again don't you I write about seven skills and Mm -hmm. and those skills are being adaptable and thinking critically having empathy integrity optimism being proactive and resilient so those seven skills if you had to pick three of those skills what would you say were the ones that stand out the most when you think back over the last couple of years resilience as probably the first in in as and and as you mean it you know in all your work you know so adaptation and a profound sense of adaptation i think mm. um mm. to go with the flow and without creating or without being an obstacle to what life brings and learn every day from any opportunity there is one word i would use also is perseverance you know, because uh, to persevere has been for us a, a real um, asset, uh, meaning yes. with we could have just dropped everything because uh, we were just at the beginning and we could have gone back to sort of what we were doing before, you know, or something. During the pandemic, we didn't have any chance to send stuff through the post office. So in terms of perseverance, we just cycled everywhere delivering our chocolate so I think that showed us that you know that you can approach something with a real light um, manner and this will bring you you know something not necessarily Mm -hmm. only your clients and I think the third and maybe call me a romantic I think optimism I think it is what we are still striving uh, to bring to our uh, you know, team working with mm. us and to all our 
clients because you said it yourself it's chocolate you know it's something happy yes and so that's what we're trying to uh, bring to the table in a moment that's difficult for everyone. So yes. each of the customers that might receive a chocolate might just have a smile. And that's, mm. you know, it can be enough sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just love that. That's that, that's a great, great description. <laughs> um, I love I love the, uh, the uh, perseverance and cycling because that's such a great example because we, we misunderstand perseverance to be about, you know, never giving up. You know, I'm never mm. giving up. But actually perseverance is about finding another way. Maybe somebody's out there listening who is a creative and, you know, wants to be doing more. Maybe maybe somebody who wants to change what they're doing or start something new. What would be your top three tips? I would definitely say start going on forums and start actually writing down your ideas that you have. So let's say, like, if you are someone who has a lot of ideas, like you want to start a newsletter, you want to host events, you want to start a paid community or any of those kind of things, you should actually just go ahead and ask people if they're interested in it. Like a lot of people will give you opinions, like even on the dots that I yeah. saw, that a lot of people give people opinions of if, you know, something is working or something is not working. So definitely say like, don't keep your ideas to yourself, share them and see what people react to. Because a lot of times you can actually build a successful business of income stream from that. And another key thing is that, is that I would say for businesses, precisely, let's say any creative business, so even if you're a freelancer or agency or whatsoever, I would start saying maybe build a loyal uh, group of people instead of actually just pushing a product out there or a service out there. Mm-hmm. So what we did with Wishy is that we actually created uh, an emotional connection to our users. So we, we actually started this group called 100 Lovers Strategy. Mm-hmm. So this concept is actually like to get a hundred people that actually love Wishy mm-hmm. instead of a hundred people or a thousand people that actually like Wishy. So there's a big difference okay. when it comes to that emotional connection yes. and you know what those users would go and do for you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So we saw that, and from the early days, we, that's what we did. We built that 100 users that loved us and uh, you know would give us feedback that would do beta testing that would uh, come to events the last one for female uh, entrepreneurs we uh, we have a female ceo so from my own eyes i experienced that you know the industry is incredibly still sexist especially mm-hmm. when it comes to security investment as a female ceo so mm-hmm. i would definitely say don't don't bring that don't let that bring you down it's just like i would say like even go with your own kind of way of how you can make money without asking for investments mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or finding investors or finding people that put money into your business or your idea. I, start, I, I, I really, really like what creatives are doing now, which is, you know, being more interactive with, um, you know, cryptocurrency or NFT investments mm-hmm. uh, and making that big money from that and then helping them self-fund their companies and their ideas. Right. So that means yes. say like strive for, Mm. making money in those kind of projects uh, so you don't have to ask anyone else for money because oh. that's what we're doing we've grown sick and tired of having a sexism in our tech industry in general like it's just horrible like i find yeah. like I, I feel like i would never kind of like have seen this if mm. uh, lavina mm. my ceo didn't show this to me you know yeah we, 
yeah. there was cases that like you know she attended loads of investor events and um a lot of investors who are i say 99.99 percent male didn't yes. actually speak to her or look at her so she Gosh. has to she used to call us and ask us so like can you come over to this event because none of them are speaking mm. to me then me or me or my other co-founder james came in and completely shifted completely shifted and like they started yes. speaking to us they started like asking us what we do asking for info and stuff like that which yeah. Is, yeah. it was crazy it was crazy but then that but that didn't bring us down we're like okay cool we're not just gonna go for investment-based purposes we're gonna have to make money ourselves and yes you know get that money in and invest it back into the product or the community yeah. that would help yeah. us grow it and that's yeah. what we did so definitely say like don't let anyone kind of defeat you or if someone's not giving you money you know or investing money just like it's okay like just do it yourself like try yes. to like earn that money yourself and be successful as yeah. you can basically yeah just yeah. find another find another way find another way yeah yeah as entrepreneurs have to like exactly a lot, a, a lot of people think like you know if someone is not investing money into your business is because your business is not worth investing investing to you that's completely false it's just people are a lot of times you don't look and they don't actually hear what anyone says you know even if you're saying the next big 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 business a lot of people will not invest in it, it just, it's just a key thing you know so you have to kind of like go around it with your own feeling in your own gut like yes. is this actually going to work out and as i said like build that 100 people strategy you know a lover strategy to understand if there's actually a need yes and if people actually are in love with the idea and your product that you want to yeah kind of pursue and release to the audience that's great great advice you know your craft and you know what you want to do in terms of your design and those kinds of things but the business skills and the kind of the whole um starting your own business those are skills you have you just picked them up along the way do you think yeah, learning so. them as you go along yeah so i um well when i was at leeds university doing fashion it was quite a, a business driven quite academic fashion course mm. um which i think really helped and then um I also think just going to into not graduating and going straight into your own business. I think going to, I worked at Priestman Good for a bit um, and then Dyson. And I think both of them just gave me, you know, skills that you kind of take for granted slightly, but things like, you know, time management and, you know, organization of your, you know, deadlines and, and mm -hmm. presenting and um, meeting with suppliers and, you know, things like that. And I think um, gaining those skills from, from working um, in industry is so important. And um, I'm also lucky my um, family, my dad owns his own business. So I think he's also kind of given me little, you know, tips along the way of how to kind of motivate me and, and, and do things like that. Um, but also I think just one of the most important things that I had was um, meeting people along the way and always kind of taking people's advice and, you know, getting things like that from people who have already done it and I think one thing that during lockdown everyone was so nice and really helpful and kind of keen to give you their positives and negatives so you could learn from them and um, I think that was really valuable actually and like really kind of helped me so um, 
yeah always ask basically is what I learned yes. <laughs> yeah so what do you think are some of the best pieces of advice that you've that you've had along the way uh well I think I think just one of the main things is that you know sometimes you will you know you've got to come up with an idea but some of those ideas aren't going to work and you know that's okay and you've kind of got to learn slightly from your own mistakes on what works and what doesn't and not be afraid of it basically and I think um you know when I first started it took me a long time to kind of I I actually took most of well how many lockdowns have we had but the first kind of lockdown to really develop my my brand and I I really slowed down the process because I kind of came up with ideas and then would shoot them down and you know and, and it's I think it's key not to rush it and I think that's what lots of people say you're like you can't rush the process of um you know a creative business and um building a strong brand identity I think is is something that's really key and so people can recognize that as it's not being afraid to make mistakes not yeah. rush not rushing but at the same time being quite yeah. pro- proactive yeah. and actually doing things I mean yeah. you can't wait for everything to be just right before you exactly. start our listeners if they are thinking about maybe starting something new or doing something differently what would be your top I think for me you have to 100% believe in what you're doing if you've got a niggling doubt about it then it's probably not the right business because you know there'll be brilliant days but there will also be really challenging days um and so much of of building a business is getting other people to to believe so you know I don't think I set out to start a business or be an entrepreneur I just really happened to believe in this business and this idea and was willing to um, take a risk leave a steady job um, to to see it through so yeah but believing in what you're doing I think it sounds obvious but I'm sure there's lots of people out there who do have a, a niggling niggling doubt 100% agree with that um I think you know on top of what I was saying earlier about kind of finding someone to do this with because that has helped me an infinite amount um I think when I when I sort of compare this to the projects that I've started in the past that I thought would be a business but just kind of fizzled out um looking back I think it's because I didn't necessarily see them as a business like they started off as projects whereas with this up front we had to invest money because we needed to pay for the wine to be made um yep. we had to do all the legalities of set, setting up a company and being VAT registered because we needed to do that for the import um mm-hmm. I was doing this with someone who I worked with before um so immediately it kind of felt it had that kind of like colleague feel mm. um even though you know obviously we'd gone from being colleagues to, to being friends and then back to colleagues again um I think you know in my mind right from the start this was a business mm. um and I think if this had started off as you know just a, a kind of project um maybe I wouldn't have sort of committed to the extent that I had to in order mm. to, make, to you know to get to where we are today 
Thank you for listening to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. It's been a real honor to speak to so many wildly different guests. And I really hope, well, I don't hope, I know that you will have enjoyed these highlights and these top tips. And if you want to have more tips and ideas for these seven crucial, essential, absolutely vital skills, then head over to unimenta.com. There are lots of great resources there. The book, Seven Skills for the Future, is available on Amazon and in all major bookstores. It's also an audio book, which you can find on Audible for free. And we also have a fantastic Seven Skills journal. So do make sure you find out all about those extras and those resources that just delve into these skills in a lot more detail. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.